God's love working in and through us is a key component to our salvation. Today on Drawing Near, we look at how God's love works in the believer. So open your Bible and turn to 1 John chapter 4 and follow along as we study God's abiding love. Before we study God's word together, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the privilege that we have to come before you as our Father, as our Creator, as our Savior. It is a privilege to humbly come before you and worship you and learn from you, to seek your help and your strength, your power in these things in our lives. We ask, Father, that you would open up our eyes to the truth of your word, that we would be able to see and understand all that you have to teach us today regarding your abiding love. And help us, Father, as we learn about your love, to apply that knowledge and live out that love in all of the relationships around us day by day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 12, we read, No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. John begins verse 12 by stating no one has seen God at any time. It seems in the context of this letter that what John is pointing out is, since no one has seen God at any time, how can we be sure that we have a relationship with him? And so he says further on in verse 12, if we love one another, God abides in us. So no one has seen God at any time. How can we know that God exists, or how can we know a God we have not seen? Well, God has expressed his love toward us in sending Jesus to die on the cross. Not only does Jesus come and die on the cross, but prior to that, he reveals the person of God in everything that he says and does. When we see Jesus, we have seen God. He is the exact representation or manifestation of the Father. When we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we experience the love of God in our lives. John tells us here in verse 12, when we experience that love of the Father, and then we begin to love one another with that kind of love, that is evidence of God abiding in us. And when we love one another the way God loves, we are told at the end of verse 12, His love has been perfected in us. The idea of his love being perfected in us is his love is matured or completed in us. So God desires to show his love for us by sending Jesus into this world to make God known and to pay for our sin so that we might have forgiveness of sin and experience his salvation. And that love causes us to be born again through faith in Jesus Christ and then begins to mature us, to grow us. It is God's love, his nurturing love, that develops the believer. And when we love one another the way God loves us, it is evidence that God's love in us has reached maturity. How do we know what maturity looks like? 
A mature believer is a believer who behaves in a godly way. He acts like his heavenly Father. In all the circumstances, in all the relationships of his life, he handles it the way the heavenly Father handles it. That is evidence of maturity. Now let's pause for a second. We know that in this lifetime, because of our contaminated flesh, we will not perfectly act mature all the time. We should behave in an immature way less and less often. Being godly and mature and complete in Christ should be something that we grow into and becomes more and more obvious in our lives. The effort we put into growing in Christ is that expression of our love to the Father. We love Him, so we seek to be like Him. And loving our neighbor, because we love the Father and seek to be like Him, we love our neighbor the way God has taught us to love. That is Christian maturity. This is why Jesus says, The greatest commandment is to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second great commandment is like the first, that we love our neighbor as ourself. We see this love, love for God, love for humanity, in the life of Jesus Christ from the beginning of his ministry all the way through and including the cross, his death, his resurrection. And Jesus continues to express his love toward us in praying for us, in making intercession for us at the right hand of the Father right now, and one day he is going to come back for us. So we know and experience the love of God in our lives through his redemptive work in seeking to save us and bring us back into a relationship and fellowship with him through faith in Jesus Christ. In verse 13, John says, By this we know we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his Spirit. The Holy Spirit in us is evidence that we are in God and God is in us. Verse 14 says, And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Now, when John says that in verse 14, he's talking about the fact that he as a disciple, along with the other disciples, have visibly, physically seen that God the Father has sent Jesus his Son into the world as Savior of the world. John says in chapter 1 of this letter, we have seen him, we have held him, we have heard him. John is a living witness that Jesus came and that the Father sent him. In verse 15, John further says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We cannot be saved simply by historically believing that Jesus existed. And verse 15 isn't saying that. But rather, when we confess that Jesus is the Son of God, we're confessing that Jesus has come to redeem us and we have experienced his salvation. Because we cannot acknowledge or confess that Jesus is the Son of God while rejecting his saving work in our lives. In the letter of Romans, Paul writes, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Holy Spirit brings about that change, that understanding in us, so that we are able to confess 
Jesus is the Son of God. When we experience God's love, the indwelling Holy Spirit, when we confess that Jesus is the Son of God, experiencing God's love, are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, we have assurance and certainty that God abides in us and we in God. In verse 16, John writes, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. The idea of knowing the love that God has for us is experience. We have experienced his love. We have experienced it through saving faith in Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sin. That results in some very real things in our lives. Peace with God, joy of salvation and knowing that we are forgiven, growth, maturity, sanctification. So when he says we have known the love of God, it's not that we know the warm, fuzzy, cuddly kind of love that so many people desire and pursue, but rather we have known, we have experienced the deep activity of God's love in our lives. But he doesn't just say we have known that God has love for us. He says, and believe the love that God has for us. It takes faith, belief, faith, in order to experience and acknowledge to know that love. We have to see the activity of God through his word in the life of Jesus and believe that what God is doing is loving. There are many times we love other people by sharing the gospel or by pointing out their need for a Savior, but they don't really believe that's love at all. As a matter of fact, if you teach the Word to some people, they think you're actually expressing hatred for them. They do not have faith and are incapable of understanding the love of God. As believers, we can experience, and by faith we can acknowledge and see the love that God has for us. Further on in verse 16, we're told, God is love. That's the second time, yesterday and today, that we've seen God is love. To know God is to know love. In order to know true love, we must know God. God is love. And he who abides in love, abides in that love of God, abides in God. Abiding in that love is abiding in a faith relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we abide in the love that God has expressed toward us, we abide in God, and God abides in us. It's the idea that we are inseparable from God. We are secure in our relationship with God. Love, God's love, working in and through us, is a key component in our salvation and in our assurance of faith. I hope that you will reread verses 7 through 16. Uh, You can go on and read down through verse 19. We'll look at that, Lord willing, in our next session. But we need to meditate on this. We need to understand this, because it's not only that we need to know the love that God has expressed for us, but we need to understand how God's love works in us to mature us, and how that love is working through us to touch other people around us. Father in heaven, help us to grow in your love, to grow to maturity and understanding, to be perfected by your love. Help us to love you so much that we are not content to being immature believers. Awaken in us this sense of urgency for growth and maturity so that we may express your love to those around us day by day.
Father, this world is in such a desperate situation. It seriously needs your love. There are so many people walking around with no concept of your love for them and their lives. Help us to be your witnesses, like John has done here, to testify that you have sent your Son into the world and that they can know your love through faith in him. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.